Welcome to SBC This Week. I'm Brandon Porter. I'm Laura Erlinson. And it has been a busy week here in Nashville. Yes, it has. We had our um, executive committee members in town with us mm-hmm. this week. We had a, a good meeting with them um, and lots of important news that we're going to be talking about in just a few moments. Yeah, one of the biggest things coming out of that meeting is uh, affects this podcast, and that okay. is that you will continue to hear our voices for a little while longer, at mm-hmm. least, mm-hmm. on this, instead of Jonathan and Amy. And Brandon, I was thinking about it the other day, that I feel like you and I are what you get when you order Jonathan and Amy at Timu.com. Timu.com. So so have you ordered anything from Timu.com? No, I haven't, because I'm a little scared of it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe you'll have to check that out. And- I mean, not to sell us too short. I um, mean, I think we're doing okay. But, yeah, you know, people come in to come here to hear Jonathan and Amy. And once again, it's not them. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the things that I learned this week at the, at the executive committee is that uh, there is such a thing as bacon brittle. Did you oh. know there was such a thing as bacon brittle? I did not. So that was in uh, some of the little gift bags that they gave to the EC members. Um, you know, we spare no expense around That's here. Right. That's That is for it's sure. It's like the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in the South, and so you are going to get bacon brittle. Um, I've so. never had it. Did not even know it existed, but me, it sounds like something I would endorse. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. And I only saw it from afar. I did <laughs> so not. You didn't get it. I did not yeah, try it. So we'll have to track that down. Maybe they have that at timu.com except for it's like bacon substitute (laughs) it's bacon's brittle (laughs) (laughs) oh me goodness well we're going to get into the executive committee news in just a moment first though we want to tell you about our uh, presenting sponsors first up we have the hill the hill is a true life story of professional baseball player ricky hill who grew up poor in small town texas early on ricky discovers his extraordinary ability to hit a baseball but with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, Ricky, the son of a preacher, risked it all, wrestles with his father's wish that he become a pastor and eventually tries out for a major league scout and ends up in the big leagues. The Hill starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn is a true inspirational story about family, faith, and a baseball miracle. Had a little trouble reading that because I'm still thinking about bacon brittle. Anyway, here we go. Second present <laughs> sponsor for us is uh, Subsplash. Pastors are constantly concerned with how to engage their church and build connections beyond just the weekend. One of the valuable tools that churches have found for doing that is Subsplash. Subsplash allows your community to access messages, resources, and even give from one place, helping congregations connect in ways you could never have done before. Subsplash is so much more than just church software. It brings people together, empowers giving, fosters disciples, Discipleship and transforms lives. If you're interested in learning more, book a demo at subsplash.com forward slash SBC. When you use that link, you'll get a special discount that's that they put out there just for SBC churches. Make sure to use that link though, subsplash.com forward slash SBC. Well, Laura, as we say, busy, busy week this past week. I'm here in Nashville for yep, the executive meeting committee. Time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, you know, it, it's it's always a good time when we're around uh, the the folks who uh, the Southern Baptist Convention messengers have empowered to represent them here throughout the year between convention to convention and uh, always lots of great conversations. Yeah, these meetings are uh, oftentimes very hard, very long, a lot of um, just long hours in rooms talking about things. Um, but it's also a good time. I mean, you can I've I have always enjoyed getting to spend time with the members. 
Uh, even Monday night at dinner, for example, I sat with four of our members, mm. and one from Arkansas, one from New Mexico, mm. one from Alaska, and one from Hawaii. Wow. Uh, a, a new member uh, from Maui, Maui. in fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was just really neat. I was thinking, gosh, you know, that guy was on an airplane mm. a long time. He left his family, left his life, you know, for a mm -hmm. couple of days, three or four days to get all the way to Nashville to come and volunteer in sometimes a thankless job yeah. um, to help do the things that the executive committee has to do. And absolutely. so it was just neat to get to know some of these, especially these newer trustees we hadn't met before and just get to know them a little bit. And I don't, it's always just really encouraging and yeah. I appreciate them a lot. You know, he was actually here in August during the trustee training mm -hmm. when the fires were happening in Maui. He had to leave quickly to get back wow. home because yeah. the wildfires were affecting uh, folks that, that he knew personally. Another favorite thing that happens at the September meeting um, is that Lifeway has uh, tabulated all of that money that comes in from camps that that campers gave toward missions. And then we get to see the celebration that comes as that money is given to the International Mission Board and to the North American Mission Board. Yeah, I actually went to Centricid this mm. year for the third year in a row with my church. Uh, my daughter is uh, always a camper and I go as a chaperone and they do every, at the end of each week, they, they, they hype it up all mm -hmm. week and you watch the videos about the missionaries and then they take up an offering on that last night of camp. And so it was neat to see the results of that out of all the camps and all the campers uh, with the Lifeway camps for the summer. They raised fi over $580,000 for mm, missions. That's awesome. Yeah. So then Monday night, of course, they present um, Ben Mandrell at Lifeway presents checks to Paul Chitwood at IMB and Kevin Ezell from NAM and, um, because that's what that money is for. And it's just so neat that, you know, these kids are given yeah. that much money to yeah, missions. That's awesome. So now I haven't been to um, a Centricid in a while. Mm -hmm. Is Peach still a part of Centricid? Oh my gosh, a huge, huge part. part. Okay. You don't even know what a big deal that is. Even oh, at I my house, know. even throughout there. the year. Oh, yeah. like, not just during Centricid time. Oh yeah, we've, we've watched Peach on yeah. YouTube lots of summers <laughs> after right. we've come back from camp just yeah. to keep track. Dude, yeah. Can you do the Peach shake? I cannot. And oh, th this, come on. No, come I've got to do it. <laughs> I can do it. I don't think I want you to see, but yeah. I can do it. All right. That's just another reason this is a podcast and not over <laughs> YouTube right. or this something like that. Audio. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So speaking of, of the audio, uh, Jonathan uh, Howd, the interim president, CEO of the SBC Executive Committee, delivered an address on Monday night, um, something that he probably never thought he would do was was to stand in the role of president and CEO of the executive committee and deliver that address. But he did it, and um, he, he, he did a good job. He really did. Um, we, of course, I hadn't seen, I think maybe you had seen what he mm -hmm. was going to say beforehand, but I hadn't seen it. Um, but it was really powerful. I think he was very candid about the financial situation that the EC finds itself in, but also very hopeful. You know, I feel like he did a really good job of just kind of laying it out. Uh -huh. It was very encouraging for us as a staff and just talked about how even though we've been through a hard few years here that we are, are all just, you know, keeping our, our hands to the plow and really doing what needs to be done. And um, I actually thought it was really encouraging. You know, I thought it was really interesting, too, how um, his address and then President Barber's address, they really fit together well because Jonathan talked a lot about the picture now. Mm -hmm. And then President Barber came to the podium and talked about a 
bigger picture when it comes to a historical perspective for Southern Baptists. Yes, his was so encouraging to me, too. I would urge anybody to go listen to both of these. Mm -hmm. But if you're a history buff, especially a Southern Baptist history buff, you need to go listen to Bart Barber's uh, address to the EC members uh, from Monday night. Just uh, He talked about 100 years ago where Southern Baptists were, and it's not at all unlike where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Financial difficulties, leadership challenges, uh, political headwinds, all the things. Yeah. And yet, um, within a, you know, a few years, over the next several decades, Southern Baptists just thrived. Yeah. And so it's, it was just encouraging to realize, okay, we've been here before and we got through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Very encouraging. Um, we also heard from the Presidential Search Committee. Neil Hughes came. Actually, he brought the entire uh, committee up on That's stage right. with him and uh, he, he gave an update. Um, he said, it, it, just a quick update, he said he talked about the search po- uh, portal being open um, until the end of September, September 30th being the deadline there. And then um, he said they hope to have a candidate to present. Yeah, maybe um, by the next February. EC meeting in That's February. Right. Yeah. So we hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Keybone came on behalf of the um, ARITF and gave a report. They are getting close. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on right. the podcast, right. kind of at length. Um, when they released their latest update. Mm-hmm. And so not a lot of new information, but just uh, it was him in person talking to the EC members that they are getting very close to releasing that ministry check website with a list of names and um, that basically just be looking for that very soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about finances. There are stories at Baptist Press about the budget uh, presentation and, and things like that, that that were made on, on behalf of finances at the EC meeting. Uh, the Credentials Committee uh, made a recommendation to the Executive Committee, and they took action on it. They deemed Matoka Baptist Church in Ocholata, Ocholata Oklahoma, not in friendly cooperation um, after the church failed to respond to inquiries regarding alleged racial dis, uh, discrimination. Um, you can read more details about that at Baptist Press in the story there. And then, Laura, we have one more piece that we, we wanted to make sure got into the podcast. Yeah, this is the sad part. That's of course, right. there's I don't even remember how many stories we published out of the EC meetings, mm-hmm. but every bit of coverage, everything that happened at the EC meeting, you can read about it in Baptist Press. Mm-hmm. So please go do that. Um, but the sad part of the meeting, in my opinion, was mm-hmm. that we officially decided that we will not be holding the 2028 SBC annual meeting in Maui. Yeah. And there there were, um, that was to much chagrin. Yes. How about that? There were audible groans yes. around the room when that decision came down. Yes. And if you're in New Orleans, you remember when that was a passionate plea uh, from a messenger to do that. And so it was referred to the executive committee. But Really, for very pragmatic reasons, we yeah. were just not able to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Um, so shifting out of executive committee news, some other things happened, obviously, this this week in the world of Southern Baptist life. Uh, we start in North Carolina, where their children's home president retired uh, abruptly amid scandal. Yeah, Michael C. Blackwell, uh, he is 81 years old. He's mm. been at the children's home there in North Carolina for 40 years. Years. He's mm-hmm. the longest tenured president of that organization. And a financial inquiry uh, found out that he had directed donor funds mm-hmm. into a kind of a special discretionary account. And he had used that account for personal expenses, as well as his American Express card for some personal expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, they agreed just for him to retire effective immediately. He said that there was no intentional misuse of funds on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, he said whatever... Um, spending he found that was deemed personal. He reimbursed that, but um, still the trustees felt that 
uh, it was just time for them to part ways. Okay. All right. Uh, down in Texas, there is a new executive director of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. That's right. Julio Guarneri. And I would like to give a shout out to my friend Joshua Minitree at the Baptist General Convention of Texas, yep. um, who yesterday I emailed him and I said, hey, I have to pronounce this man's name on our podcast yep. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly how to do that. So he recorded himself saying it and emailed me the audio file. So thank you, Joshua. That was above and beyond. Um, Tulio Guarneri is the new executive director of the BGCT. Okay. And he uh, is the pastor of Calvary Baptist in McAllen, Texas, and also... Um, up until he was elected this week, was the president of the BGCT as well. Okay. And he said to the executive board when he was elected that he was a product of the BGCT. Okay. He said, my call to ministry was at a BGCT event. I was mentored by BGCT staff and encouraged in my doctoral education at a BGCT institution. So, seems like a pretty... Obvious choice there yeah, in yeah. Texas. Deep roots, yeah. deep roots for sure. All right. So we have another story here that I think really testifies to the value of the cooperative program. Absolutely. And how it helps seminary students. And so uh, Ryan Burge at Graphs About Religion uh, came out with, with a study this week that placed Southern Baptist seminaries um, at, at almost the bottom of the cost. Now we know that that if he was doing it on the quality of the edu- of education, they would be up at the top mm-hmm. of the quality of the education. But when it comes down to the cost, it places them at the bottom of that chart, that list. Yeah, he looked at 19 faith groups and Southern Baptists were at the bottom. Um, it costs an average of just over $8,000 to attend a Southern Baptist uh, a year to attend a Southern Baptist seminary. Whereas the highest was the United Methodist Seminaries, where it was uh, upwards of $22,000. So that's wow. quite a huge um, dis- divergence there yeah. in the cost. I mean, so almost, that's Almost special. three times. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff Orge talked to Baptist Press about it, and he said the cooperative program provides more than 30% of our annual budget. Mm. Without it, the cost would be passed on to students. Mm. And so I think he, I mean, he pretty much... Uh, Agreed with what you just said, that yeah. the, the reason we're able to offer such an affordable seminary education is due to the cooperative program. Yeah, fantastic. All right, a couple of other things we want to make sure that, that uh, to share with you, one of them being uh, Caring Well Sunday. This this coming Sunday, as we're recording this on September 21st, uh, this coming Sunday, just a couple of days from now, is Caring Well Sunday. That's right. There are... Um, Resources available at the ERLC website, ERLC.com. There's also a really great story in Baptist Press this week about Caring Well and with lots of great interviews. You should go read that. Um, one of those interviews with, with, with a sexual abuse survivor, Megan Lively told Baptist Press that for pastors and leaders who maybe are hesitant to speak out on sexual abuse because they don't really know like how to fit it in, Caring Well Sunday gives them an opportunity to do that unapologetically. Yeah, that's awesome. So make sure to check out those resources available at the ERLC website, ERLC.com. And then finally, we want to uh, just celebrate the accomplishments of a Southwestern student. Um, she she represented herself well, the Lord well, Southern Baptist well, or family well um, on America's Got Talent. That's right. Uh, this is another tricky name to pronounce. Uh-huh. Lachanae uh-huh. is her name. Okay. Beautiful name. Lachanae Boyd uh-huh. performed uh, on the live show of America's Got Talent. She auditioned a few months ago. 
And they, she got moved all the way along through until the live show. She made it past. She got four yeses from the judges, and she made it through the live show. And she was on there this week. Um, she did a great job, and unfortunately, she didn't make the cut, so she's not moving further. She was uh, cut from the show last night, Wednesday night. However, I would encourage you to go watch some of her performances. Really she's good. Very open about her faith. Uh -huh. Um, and just about her her journey, mm -hmm. and she's just seems like such a neat person. She's yeah. a Southwestern student. She's also a voice teacher. She's getting her master's in music, and just is a neat yeah. a neat person. Uh, especially her audition. I actually went and watched it today because I okay. hadn't seen it yet. Okay, and she does the song "Yellow" by Coldplay. She mm -hmm. covers it, and it's just such a powerful rendition of that song. It was, mm. and she the judges just loved her. So you uh, you can look her up. You spell her name L A C H U N E okay. L A Lachene L A C H U N E. So just go to YouTube or go to lachene.com and look up her music. It's really she's just really cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I I saw um, so not not the episode that would be her last episode, but the one before that, mm -hmm. and I was just really um, just moved, I guess, by the fact you know Simon Cowell on there. Um, so Simon's not as hard as he used to be. That's right. Back yeah, he, in the day, he had, I think becoming a father really softened. Yeah, him a he's, lot, he's mellowed like, out a little yeah. bit. But but anyway, I mean, he still can have an edge to him from time to time. But one of the things he said when he was talking to her is that every time she has come on the show uh, on the stage to perform, she has exuded kindness. Yeah. And I thought, you know, as a as a disciple of Jesus. That's what I would want somebody to say when when I interact with you, when I see you, hear you, you exude kindness. That that would be there is nothing better yeah. than anybody could say. That's, That's right. great. That's really good. So, all right. Uh, well, Laura, why don't we take just a minute here and do something that that we enjoy doing every episode, and that is looking back at our history moment in the Southern Baptist Convention. That's right. I decided to look back 30 years ago this week. Okay. So this is 1993. 1993. Um, my high school reunion is coming up. I, that's the year I graduated. So yeah. it's actually, um, this is, I didn't look and look at it at that for that reason, but here we there go. You go. So this week in 1993, uh, in the white house, okay. there were four Southern Baptist pastors. Four Southern Baptist pastors. That's right. And okay. they were pastors and leaders. Okay. So they were Ed Young, okay. who at the time was SBC president and okay. pastor of second Baptist church in Houston. All right. Morris Chapman who at the time was president of here where we work, so SBC Executive Committee. Wendell Estep, who was the pastor of First Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina. All right. And Rex Horn, who was the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Little Rock. How about that? Where President Bill Clinton was a member. Wow. And so, of course, in 1993, uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore were in the White House, mm -hmm. President Bill Clinton and Vice President Al Gore. And these four Southern Baptists had an audience with those men for about 45 minutes. Wow. This week in September of 1993, it was Clinton's first meeting with Southern Baptist leaders since messengers to that June's annual meeting, mm. just a couple months before that, mm -hmm. overwhelmingly passed a resolution separating themselves from the president's support of abortion and homosexual rights. Wow. The resolution was not cited in the meeting, but the president indicated that he had read it and he was very familiar with what it said. Wow. And... And then the next morning, I thought this was kind of cool, Ed Young went jogging with President Clinton through the streets of Washington. That's interesting. How about that? How many people can say they've gone for a jog 
with the sitting president? <laughs> Probably not very many. Not many. No, absolutely. I don't, especially not many Southern Baptists, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Very cool. And that story, who, who wrote that story, Laura? Well, our good friend Tom Strode, Tom Strode wrote that story. The recently retired Tom Strode. I miss him every day. We do. We yeah. miss Tom so much. So hope he is enjoying retirement. I do too. Yep, he absolutely. probably remembers this story. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much for listening to SBC this week. We want to remind you about our presenting sponsors. First, The Hill, the true life story of professional baseball player Ricky Hill, who grew up in small town Texas. Early on, Ricky discovers his extraordinary ability to hit a baseball, but with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, Ricky, the son of a preacher, risked it all, wrestles with his father's wish that he become a pastor and eventually tries out for a major league scout and, wouldn't you know it, ends up in the big leagues. The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn as a true inspirational story at a theater near you. Also helping us to present SBC this week is Subsplash. Pastors are constantly concerned with how to engage their church and build connections beyond just the weekend services. One of the valuable tools that churches have found for doing that is Subsplash. Subsplash allows your community to access messages, resources, and even give from one place, helping congregations connect in ways you could never have done before. Subsplash is so much more than just church software. It brings people together, empowers giving, fosters discipleship, and helps to transform lives. If you're interested in learning more, you can book a demo at subsplash.com forward slash SBC. And if you do that, then you can use the special discount code that they've given for SBC churches. You have to use that link though, subsplash.com forward slash SBC. Well, Laura, thanks so much for all the information and news for your work um, for SBC this week and certainly for Baptist Press. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. It's always, uh, EC meetings are always a busy week, but always fun too. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's go see if we can find some of that bacon brittle somewhere okay. around here. Yeah, maybe there's some around here. Yeah. <laughs>